Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's a Sunday afternoon. Natasha, how do you feel? Oh, I'm really great. Good. Doing good. It's good to see you in a PMA, Natasha. Positive mental attitude. It's my new mantra. I love it. It's a mantra that I actually uh, mandated. Oh, yeah. It came from you. It's a a motion mandated mantra. It's a triple M. Thank you. Um, Speaking of things that are purely positive, we've talked to you a lot about our um, TikTok influencers that live next door. (laughs) And um, we wanted to bring in a real TikTok influencer uh, because sometimes we feel like we focus too much on stand-up comedians and there's a new genre of comedy out there and it's TikTok and just to stay relevant with uh, what's new and what's fresh and what's cutting edge, we have one of the biggest stars of TikTok. Um, actually, I, apparently he's starting to do stand-up as well, uh, to kind of an interloper into our community. Uh, the one and only, our friend, TikTok impresario, Todd Berry. Todd. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Thank you for doing that. As I requested, <laughs> you should. You, you got. You, you nailed all the that beats. Intro. <laughs> you nailed all the beats. I told you to hit. And uh, well, Todd and I did a stand-up show last night, and I asked him what he wanted as his introduction because you've done so much stand-up over the years. You, you, you know, you've been in movies, yeah. and all he said was mention my TikTok. Uh, he's making that up. <laughs> that uh, is true. <laughs> I had to follow Todd last night, which was Ooh. you know not easy, never easy. I hate that. Nobody likes following I to, Todd. I used to go before him. Uh, that was fun. Up uh, up before Todd? Yeah. Todd, how are you? I'm all right. How are you guys doing? It's good. Very good. Thank you for joining us today. Um, Natasha doesn't really understand TikTok. And to be honest, I don't really either. H- how did you make your inroads? <laughs> well, I, I'm i the laziest TikToker around. I mean, there's people who just do stuff where you're like, what? Did, how many hours did you spend making this? There's all these filters that I don't know about. And I do the laziest, whatever I can slam out and... I mean, I also don't post a lot, but I did um, earlier. But our podcast producer said you were like you had a. She pointed me in the direction of your TikTok page. Well, there's better people than me. Thank you, though. But I only have like a nine thousand or something followers. <laughs> oh. but I'm just was, kidding. I have no idea if that's a lot. But it was, it was funny because I early on in the TikTok thing, I go, I want to get a, I want to get a verified account. <laughs> and so I wrote to my agent, and somehow they knew something, and they filled out this form, and I got verified, and. uh there was even someone who had the name I wanted, which was just Todd Barry. And I found it was like a sort of a dead account. I like, go, oh, this po- person hasn't posted in years. Can I have that account? And they got the account and verified me. So. If they hadn't posted in years, that meant that they got at Todd Barry almost the moment that t- TikTok right. came Bef- online. Before I was 
savvy enough to get it. But I, I got to say, that sounds like a lot of time in a day that you would spend. Just well, to email your agent and well, say, can I have Todd Yeah, Barry? the form was very short. <laughs> you just had to provide a link to show that you've done anything. I, it's, I give up. I will stick with something. But then as soon as it gets like mildly annoying, you know, like you've got to go get a blood test or you've yeah. got to make another phone call. I kind of give up. Uh, you did have to do a blood test. <laughs> <laughs> You have to, now you have to be vaccinated to get a TikTok yeah, verified account. Check your right? Vax card. They uh -huh. blood, a series of blood tests. No, I remember I, I went to all these classes, six classes, to be a hospice worker because someone recommended it would like totally get rid of my fear of death. And so I went through uh -huh. all these classes. And then as soon as they needed me to go downtown and get a blood test, I just never did it. And you just tapped out. Tapped it out. It wasn't working in a hospice that scared you. <laughs> it was <laughs> probably <the> probably <laughs> uh, that really was what it was. Oh my god, I that feel, sounds brutal. I feel like I have been shirking on um on jury duty for 20 years now <laughs> Me too. i've been on three juries really have yeah. you ever taken one all the way to trial three try yeah three yeah whoa tell us about that which I, what were they are you allowed, to, not talk allowed about to talk it? no you are once it's over what I, trials i just i don't they're just petty like little i don't know assaults and things like that and i do remember there was one or I did, it was 11 to 1. I used to do a bit about it on stage, but I... Uh, Can you do the bit for us? I don't remember Can the bit. this morning radio and just do the bit? I don't remember the bit. That's how many bits I've got in my, log, in my library. But the... Um, Moshe always remembers my bits that I've forgotten. I, and I you, also, to be honest, Todd, I, also, I often remember your bits. You, yeah. have, such, you have such quotable um, jokes that I find it very easy to perform them on stage when I'm bombing. <laughs> and it'll pull me out of a bomb. I'll just do one of your bits. And it really helps. I hear you quote them without doing the quote part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, <laughs> you just do them. No, my actually, my the ones I quote the most of yours, and I, I want to get back to your jury duty. Okay. But uh, were, are, I recently, see if I got these right. Mm. Uh, every time I see a person with a neck tattoo, oh god, I think, hey, you totally forgot to not do that. Yeah, what is it about hearing your old bits back in your face? It makes me <laughs> like I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that was mine. Okay, one more. Ready, ready to get right. uncomfortable again? I recently saw a guy with a what? Wa oh no, a watermelon oh, yeah, that, slice yamaka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a watermelon slice yamaka. That's an old one. I'm pretty sure if God's okay with the watermelon yamaka. He's okay with no yarmulke. Am yeah, I getting that right? That's not bad. It's not a bad paraphrase. Yeah, that's a good... And you know what? That really, I think, probably helped Moshe think a little more openly it, about wearing a yarmulke. It did. It really restructured my entire relationship with <laughs> Do you faith wear one? and dogma. No. Okay. Yeah, this is a yarmulke. This is, this is kind of a, like a maritime yarmulke. I've seen people, I think, they're, they're wearing a baseball cap, and you're like like a Hasidic Jew, and they're like... Does that uh, that counts? I guess so. Any hat now? No, they're hiding their yarmulke. Oh, no, it does. The they, baseball no, cap. no, you can wear a, a baseball cap instead of a yarmulke. It's that's totally okay and totally kosher. And when Hasidic Jews go out to party or go to like houses of ill repute or strip clubs, they'll right. wear they'll wear the baseball cap as if that makes them incognito. Right. Full beard. Or full beard. Right. Side locks, but they've got a Yankees black, cap on. Black overcoat in the summer. My friend told me he once went to a bathhouse in. Um, in New York, and he was uh, a gay bathhouse. I mean, yeah, I think that's all there are. And he was having sex with a guy, and there were two Hasidic Jews watching him. And he said, did you want to join in? And they both very uncomfortably said, no, no, we're just here to watch, which I thought was kind of, that's a sweet thing for them. What a, what a beautiful story well, about a your religion. St that's a great story. <laughs> well, they're trying. They're gay guys. No, maybe they just didn't like those two. They're obviously getting ready for something else. What, just because they passed on those guys doesn't mean they're they were standing there. They were standing there staring. It's not like they weren't into what they were looking at. They probably weren't courageous enough to get involved. Right. But they wanted to watch. Maybe they there's like a line in their mind they could draw like, they could go, oh, we're just watching. We didn't do that thing, so we're still totally good religious people. I think that's probably about right. That's nice. I mean, Hasidic Jews are like trapped who aren't religious if they don't believe in the religion or they're gay or whatever. They're very much trapped in the society because they've everyone they know, everything, their job opportunities, how they get food, how they get money, how they get education, all of it is in that society. So it's very difficult. You know, you go to a bathhouse, but if you go say I'm gay now, then you've just lost kind of every social right. con con connection you have. And the priest just fucked the kids. That's different. Different mm. religion. Totally different That's religion. That's the religion I grew up in. Yeah. What's your favorite religion? <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big 
fan of Judaism. I'm, yes, I'm Jewish. I don't. I don't have a favorite religion. No one, and I've also never been asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm stammering, it's because I've now like, oh, no, 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 no. oh, wait. So tell us about this eleven to one. You were like um, in uh, Twelve Angry Men. You were you were Henry I, Fonda. I remember. I mean, I I kind of feel guilty because I'm not sure if I caved or not. And mm. I did eventually change my vote. But I remember this. This one of the jurors like, how can we help you? It was a thing you? where if I didn't change my vote, we would have gone to a, a like a hotel by the airport and been sequestered. And you didn't agree with them. I just I think I just had this very strict standard of doubt. And they wow. were kind of like. But then I found out that you didn't for this particular case. It didn't it, it didn't have to be a reason, reasonable doubt like you could sort of go with your gut on it. I don't remember. <laughs> and so, I just kind of. But then after that, subsequent to that, I. uh I told that when they were screening me for jury duty, I said, I was on a jury. I've been on three juries. And one time I felt like I, I kind of felt the pressure to change my, and the kind of guy turns the other, uh, the other lawyer, like we can release him. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then I was done. <laughs> well, what did they want out of you to be like, I'm an easy pushover and I'd love to vote guilty. Well, I think they wanted, they didn't want someone who was like, had a problem with the system to begin with, I guess. See, can, but now if I say that when I have jury duty in November, because I've pushed it so many times and now they've said you can't say COVID anymore. Because <laughs> I was saying COVID. Because I, you know, I have an unvaccinated child. I didn't want to go on jury duty. Sure. I should say that two of the, the juries, two of the three juries were with the same judge. And the, I remember I had the same judge the second time. I was like, oh, I'm going to mention that I had the same judge. And that, Oh, good. I guess you were good last time. <laughs> Does anybody want to have jury duty? I feel bad. I, can, I mean, if I knew there was like a perfect window of like, I didn't have anything to do, which is, I mean, you could argue there are a lot of those windows, but. It would be interesting people watching. But it's not people watching. It's somebody's fate is in your hands. <laughs> but the last time I did it, um, they, you know, they put you in this big jury room and they called a group of people. They didn't group call my group. Then the guy comes back and goes, I'm going to have some good news for you. So gather your belongings and he just sent us all home so for Ooh. six years i don't have to and i don't have to do anything i didn't have to like a, be you know vetted or say what my excuse was or, i like that and it's such a comedian who's like the contrarian of the group right but were you doing bits i was yeah i was doing the bits the yeah, you <laughs> oh you're doing the yamaka bit and the uh neck tattoo but i bit? also feel like not since we're talking about this i feel like I've been on three juries. Can I never? Yeah. Do jury duty again? I've gotten out of it every time. Yeah, I, I know people, most of my friends have never been on a jury. I've never been and on I've a jury. three fucking juries. I've never been on a jury. And I feel like if I ever got called in, I would tell them I cannot in good conscience uh, ever vote guilty on anyone because I don't believe in this justice system. So you right. should, might as well send me home. But oh. is that a cop out? People say that's a cop out of your civic duty. But I believe that. I think if you believe it, it's not a cop out. I, do I just realized it. something. Todd is afflicted with the same thing that you are. What's that? Judaism? You guys, you can't tell a lie. You aren't much of a liar, are you, Todd? I'm not. Oh, I knew that about you. Third bit I often quote. <laughs> okay. Here, okay. My friend of mine told me he's got a really good secret for... I uh, thought of that one the other day, actually. That's for weird. For getting a free movie no, at, at the hotel or something? No, like? no. It was free Wi-Fi. I don't remember the whole bit, but it was like something like... I have a hot tip on how to get free Wi-Fi at a hotel, and it's basically get the Wi-Fi and then tell them it didn't work. Right. <laughs> and you say, oh, your hot tip is stealing. Yeah, yeah. I've got a hot tip on how to get free grapes at the supermarket. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was just so funny. It's like he acted like it was a life hack or something. It's like, oh, you're just, uh, yeah, I can deceive. It's deception. It's not really like. What if you're really poor? Yeah. It's still theft. Maybe it's from Marriott, but it uh, it doesn't matter if it's ethical theft or not. The, I think the point of the bit is it's not really a, a tip. It's, it's I understand a that. criminal act. I'm just saying I just recognize in him the same thing you have, which is like you can't even white lie. Right. Well, we were talking about this last night. Natasha thinks being five minutes late is being on time. No, three minutes late. But five is late. What was I didn't catch your whole three minute story. We were supposed to be somewhere. Uh huh. At 6 p.m. Right. for uh, for this Purim, speaking of Judaism, it was a Purim party that I was bringing oh. my daughter to, our daughter, I guess I should technically so say. So it's a large party at a at a synagogue. I got to say, I'd be late for that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see who, whose side people but are But in, in theory, the kids' 
like costume parade and what they call the Megillah reading started at six. In uh-huh. theory, we get into Natasha didn't want to leave. I wanted to leave early enough to make sure we were on time. Natasha was like, let's push it. We pushed it. We get in the car. We put the GPS in and it's 603 arrival. And Natasha goes, perfect. We're going to be right on time. I said, no, we're three minutes late. In what universe is three minutes late right on time? In every universe. There's a 10 minute. I, I, I mean, I think it depends on the event. And I think maybe it's one of these things where like, we're going to start seating people at six. You could probably come over. You can probably come there at 6.15. Every event is that. No event says it starts at six and it starts at six like that. So if there's a movie that's at six, you think it starts at 6.15? No movies start on time. Okay. Uh, Religious parties where the main theme is to get drunk, don't. (laughs) I mean, I'm a very on-time guy, but I feel like three minutes in this situation is not. It's not that I thought we're going to be late and miss it. It's that the mind frame that would look right. at three minutes past the right. time that you're supposed to be there and go, look, perfect. We're no. going to be on time. Yeah. was like a window into Natasha's soul. <laughs> well, you guys should be working this out on your own. I well, th- that's what we do on this podcast. <laughs> um, the other thing we do on this podcast is take calls. Why yeah, let's take a call. Why don't we go to a call? Okay, let's take the pressure off us and put it on Shannon in Kansas City. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know how we were teetering on the edge of divorce recently? <laughs> no. Well, no, not really. But Honey, every... don't say the D word. Okay. You know how we were teetering on the edge of separation recently? Okay. Well, we weren't actually. But every relationship goes through rocky points. Every relationship hits a few bumps in the road. Or maybe just every person has rocky roads ahead. That's why we recommend you find someone to talk to using Talkspace. We've all been there feeling unheard, having the same arguments over and over. (laughs) Okay, that felt pointed. Or just not knowing how to move forward. Talkspace gives you unlimited access to a licensed therapist so that you can clear up the confusion and focus on what matters most, being the best person and partner that you can be. No relationship is perfect, but with the right tools and insight, your relationships can get stronger every day. Just look at me and Mosh. Exactly. The thing is, Talkspace makes everything easy. It's less expensive than an in-person therapist. You can text your therapist all the time. You can do Zoom meetings. It's awesome. Talkspace even offers couples therapy so you can work on your relationship with your partner at your side. Join Talkspace today and start the journey to happier, healthier relationships. Just visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code HONEYMOON at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code HONEYMOON. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? It's Natasha, Moshe, and our friend Todd Berry, world-renowned comedian. And TikTok star. (laughs) I'm a TikTok star, Shannon. Hottest comedian on the planet. That's right. There you go. Wow. (laughs) That's what everybody always says. She she won up to my own awful (laughs) self. Congratulations. Uh, What's going on? Shannon, have you ever served on jury duty? No. Okay. All right. You're probably not even old enough to do jury duty. Go ahead. What's your issue? (laughs) Um, So, okay. I've been dating this guy for two months. He's perfect. We mesh well. He, uh, we have the same interests. We get along and he's terrified of my cats. Oh, now this is a Todd question. If ever I've heard one. Um, Is that the whole problem? Yes. Uh, Well, I have a cat. How terrified? In what sense is is he terrified? Like, will he come over? He'll come over, but he like stands in the corner and like <laughs> stomps around. That's me. Like, I I'm terrified of cats. You are, and I'm allergic. You're oh, terrified allergic is different. I mean, well, allergic. once my friend's cat like jumped on my back. I don't know. They just oh, that I love that. That's great. You like a cat? On I your had back? a cat. I went to a cat cafe once where they, they were like, "This cat might jump on your back," and I was like, "Yeah, baby." You but liked it. It was great. He likes cats, but they have long, scratchy nails and stuff. And <laughs> How they... many cats do you have, Shannon? I have two, Sunny and Cher. Or what do they? How do you come up with the names? <laughs> <laughs> do you know there there was a singing duo that with that same name? That's a trip. Wait, you're so young. I feel like. Are you so young, or do you have one of those weird? I'm actually uh, look like I'm 18, but I'm not. Situations going on. Exactly. Yeah, I'm 31. Okay. And. So I'm kind of like ready to like move in with someone and like, I, he is like terrified. Like he's always like, they're outside right now. He's always like, can you lock him in the basement? And like for a couple months, I was like really gentle and like, I understand cats are weird, 
But the other, I was just, now I'm mad. What kind of personality do they have? Are they feisty cats? Are they lap cats? They're lap cats. Oh. They're big baby. I think we, I think exposure therapy is the way. Oh, yeah. There. Get some of that. You ever get that churro liquidy treat? There's this thing that comes in tubes. Oh, yes. I think you should give it to your boyfriend, your perfect boyfriend. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Todd's already like doesn't like him because he doesn't like cats. <laughs> that was the reason. And see if he could just sort of like, because there are people who are like, I hate cats. Like I even saw TikTok videos like, this is my husband with the cat he hates. And the, he's like, boo, 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 do, 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 do. you know, he they fall in love with them. So. But yeah. the churro right. stick will help the the owner. Well, I just feel like it's a boy to bond. It's just this liquid treat that they lose their mind over. I see. So it might be a thing where like it distracts the cat. But then, I mean, you don't want to be feeding treats all day. But so, so you, you're. I like this exposure therapy. You have any ideas? I have a great idea. I feel like. Well, I, I want to know: Is he allergic to cats? Because that's a different story. He's. He says he's not. Okay, I don't that's know if good. He's even been around him enough to know. No, because if I just go into someone's house that has like two cats, I, my eyes start watering and I have to leave in a half hour. Now, so. Are you guys, how long have you been together? Two months. Two months. And are you guys, two uh, months. Se- are you guys uh, sexually active? Yes. So have you ever had sex with the cats in the room? God, no. And the other day, one of them was outside the window watching us. Oh, that's like, well, that's part of the problem. It seems like your cats are kind of perverted. <laughs> they are, we're all a very codependent family. Okay. Um, <laughs> I never would have asked you those questions he asked you, by the way. I'm hard. I'm a hard hitting journalist. I'm going to focus d- on the cats and, and their issues, and I'm going to focus on their sex. You, so, are you are you concerned that someday you're going to want to li- live with this guy, and he's going to be like, "It's the cats or me"? Yeah. Well, that you choose the cats then. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, no. if you were allergic and like, I'm my eyes are watering, I'm sneezing, I'm rashing, but if it's like, you know, I I'm guessing you love those cats. And well, and also, like, I own an old house, and, like, ah. they I didn't have cats for about a month, and I had a mouse problem. And as soon as I got the cats, they were gone. Okay. Then. Well, then that's pest control. You should well, bring that up a lot. Question, yeah. question for you. What do you do for work? Yeah, that you own a house, um, and I don't. <laughs> I work in the accounting department at a law firm. And what does he do for work? He's a software developer. Oh, so he's got money, too. Yes. Well, that's, that's okay, that doesn't help me with what I was. I do have I, a suggestion. I, okay. you, got, you got one, Natasha? Well, I have an idea because, like, I could just tell you as a as a fellow non cat liker, um, the things that annoy me about cats is that they shit in the house. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you could just make sure you're really on top of, you know. And maybe even if it's like in the bathroom, put it in it like the most discreet area possible to make it just like go away as much as possible. And then the other thing is the nails like when he jumped when that one cat jumped on my back oh like yeah just, natasha wants you to declaw your cat <laughs> oh no 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 yes 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 do it do it i didn't say that but we you could just officially like, like that. we endorse declawing cats you know on this podcast you know that that yeah, yes that's you know what, it what? cuts off like the first it's like the first digit He's of kidding. it right that's oh, why we joking. like it that's okay, why we like it no we we don't even actually want cats to not have claws we don't want them to have digits we cut off their faces yeah no honestly we'd say put little teeny tiny zip ties on the paws and then want, you don't have to declaw. I them. want to help you with this Shannon. What is his main beef? Now to what extent does he get upset? Is he like is he just like mildly annoyed or is he like get really mad? Does it has it ever ruined a night of yours? It ruined the night the other night. And have you he ever had sex like, in front of them? Come on, man. <laughs> okay, Let sorry. Try to, I'm trying to help. Someone. Okay, I'm sorry, Todd. He just like jumps up and he gets real scared and like he he doesn't mind the big one that's like big and goofy, but he says the little one's like shysty and he's like, I don't trust that little one. Because mm. the cats sleep in the bed with you guys? It sleeps in the bed with me, but okay. when he's here, I close the door. What's the word you just used? Shysty? Yeah. Felt anti-Semitic. <laughs> a shysty? Oh, I didn't know that. Did you meant fi- no, is no, that no. a combination You're of okay. feisty and... And, and shitty. Yeah, shitty. <laughs> 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 so how did it ruin the night the other night? I She was sitting on my lap and he stood up. We were watching TV and he was like, he was just standing there. And I was like, well, I can't enjoy this night if you're going to stand next to me while we're watching TV. Oh. Because he didn't want the cat to get on his lap. Right. Yes. But if he sits down, are the type of cats where you both sit down to watch a movie and they'll both sit on your laps and you can just sit there and chill with your cats? Yeah, they do get up and move a lot, but they've never like, I wish they'd climb up my leg or jump on my back. That'd be cool. But like, they don't do that. Do they take little bites at them? No, not really. Well, it sounds like you have good cats. I mean, the advice I have is kind of depressing. What was it? 
It's that if you guys break up, if you have a list of things that you want in your next relationship, cat lover. Cat. That's important. Because if cats are that important to you and you have someone who like literally wants to like walk away from you every time you're you're holding it. I don't know. It just doesn't seem that sustainable unless you can really work on it like Todd said and try to get them to bond a little bit. I think it might be a thing where he gets used to them at some point. I think Todd's probably right. You're two months in. He still like has a balancing act between his, uh, you know, his neurosis and how much he loves you. And eventually he'll start to love you more and more and the cats he'll get used to and then probably fall in love with them too. However, I do have a practical suggestion. It's possible that he feels outnumbered because now <clears throat> get a second boyfriend. There's you could get a second boyfriend. That's a good idea. Or or just as a suggestion, you have two cats, right? So he's outnumbered. It's like you and the two cats. You got Sonny and Cher. What if here's just a suggestion. You take Sonny and you take him snowboarding. Right? And maybe Sonny will go the way of Sonny Bono. Oh my God! Well, I'm just saying, there's a possibility. Man, you, that was a long way to go for them to make that <laughs> to make that joke that no one will get. <laughs> All right, but the people that get it are offended. I have a question. It's a real cat intensive question. How many litter boxes do you have? I have two. They're both covered litter boxes. Because so like I think little... the rule is you're supposed to have one. The amount of cats plus one for litter boxes. Oh, so three. Third litter. Although I don't follow that rule. Ew! Three. Wait, why? Three ew! That's good. Open shitholes in your house. That's. No, as a non-cat person, I'm telling you that's the thing. That's Wait, you disgusting. want less? What Todd's saying is she needs the to more, clean the, it all the, the more, time. The more you have, the more sanitary it is, right? I think it's more sanitary, and I think it. I maybe it just they're more likely to just have a. It's convenient for them, so they're less likely to pee on your furniture, maybe. But maybe you don't have that issue with your cat. How old are your cats? Uh, they're two years old. <laughs> Sorry, they just they're going to be with you for like another two decades. Yeah. Those well, cats plus, are like, they're indoor outdoor. So like they go outside and go to the bathroom in the garden and stuff all the time. So can you, ever. how about this? Can you, when he comes over, can you let them out for a while? I do, but then I get scared that they're going to stay out all night and get eaten by a fox or something. So you don't have a big fence or anything. Are cats usually stymied by fences, Todd? Don't they have, isn't that like the kind of classic characteristic of a cat that it can get over things? Yeah, that, that's true. That's, that's I, a fair point. Listen, maybe I, she has like a 30 foot wall. Or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should build a 30 foot fence. Like a Trump style wall. <laughs> <laughs> so your cats will be trapped in your house. But I mean, I do like just not like throwing, like, you know, closing them outside all the time. That's not sustainable either if they're indoor, outdoor. So I think what Todd is saying is a really good idea. Like try to get him at least slightly charmed by them. I actually did like one cat once. I have a question. This is a good, I think a solution maybe. Okay. I think. Is it a Sonny Bono? First of all, do you joke? get along well with this guy? Do you guys fight ever? Or? No, we don't fight. We usually talk everything out. I think you should ask him, is this going to be an issue? Because I love my cats and I want to keep them. Is this going to be an issue? And then at that point, it's like, I think it's taking it to the next level of solving it. Because he might just say, you know what? I'm a little scared of them. I'm not used to them, but it's going to be fine. And then you then you break up with them. No. Have you ever had a, a conversation with them about the cats where you just straight up say, like, what? Is this going to be an issue like Todd's saying? Yes. I, the other night I almost burst into tears and he was like, I'll get better. I'm getting better. All right. And before he wouldn't open right. the door. That's I think good. that's good. So yeah. he's, I think as long as he's not like it's them or me, then you're fine. And he That's can, what I would say. Yeah, I think you're fine. But honestly, you have crazy nice wallpaper. Yeah, and, you do have a nice wallpaper. I and, noticed that also. And really beautiful like cabinetry and built-ins and stuff. I would not recommend having a cat at all in that house. <laughs> it doesn't seem like the right oh, choice. Oh, that's another thing cats do they ruin your furniture in the furniture <laughs> you they, guys are like that's like a certain type of person who likes cats yeah i think they call them cat people yeah <laughs> i think that's what they're called uh all right shannon well good luck and i don't think you have a big problem him. i think you're gonna be all right yeah but we're we were thrilled to talk to you and we love your wallpaper yeah <laughs> thank you i love you guys i'm huge fans i have the natasha Legero haircut oh well, it's cute yeah it's kind of you get a todd barry haircut <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you on TikTok, Shannon. Thank okay, you. Okay. Bye. 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 That was fun. Hey, you liked that. You had yeah, some good, good advice. Well, yeah, that, I think I did. I think the last thing I said was actually... It was very in your wheelhouse, too. You're very much a cat lover, as you discussed the last time you were here. Yeah, but I mean, because it, it you just sort of had to figure out whether it was like a real problem or just like, oh, this is a little annoying. Well, so cats also, they, they, ha- they can have strong personalities. Like, don't you fight with your cat sometimes? She gets a little... 
Shiesty. <laughs> Did you see how much she panicked when I made a little joke that it sounded vaguely anti-Semitic? It she, didn't, though. She, you... It didn't. I was just joking, but she is was in Kansas City, and she thought she had accidentally, like, truly called upon the protocols of the elders of Zion. Like, she had no <laughs> idea. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, it's more and more difficult to take care of yourself with all of the stress of the news cycle. Don't you agree? Uh, no, I'm actually having a great old time. All I'm saying is we've been focused for two years on making sure we don't get sick, but maybe it's time for us to start thinking about how to get even healthier. Care Of is a subscription service that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. You just have to take a short, in-depth quiz about your health goals and lifestyle and get personally tailored recommendations based on your answers. You can stick with what Care Of recommends or change up your pack at any time. All this stuff comes straight to your door. It's personalized packs of vitamins and supplements that are made from plant-based compostable films so you don't have anything nasty. They're good for you. They have clean ingredients and they're backed by the latest science and research so you can feel good about what you're putting in your body. It was so easy to take the quiz and it reinforced what I had already been suspicious of, which is that I need iron and vitamin D. Is that what made you uh, turn from being a, kind of a raging harpy into just the sweet ray of sunshine you are today yes honey unbelievable thank you care of for 50 percent off your first care of order go to takecareof.com and enter code honeymoon50 that's 50 percent off your first order at takecareof.com enter promo code honeymoon50 okay todd you are so good at that let's take another call oh thank you are you up for that i am very up for it okay i'm staying three inches from here so <laughs> let's <laughs> We're going to call, oh, Todd, another right down right down the sweet spot for Todd. Why is that? It's a caller from New York City. You're oh, a shit. person that knows a oh, lot shit. about New York City. Oh, shit. Lauren in New York. I like that she specified New York City. New York City. Because that's not Brooklyn, right? Yes, it is. No, Manhattan. I guess, oh, New York City also means Bronx, the Bronx. What? Brooklyn. Are you new? <laughs> is this new information to you? Lauren, what borough do you live in? In Brooklyn. Yeah, New York City, a.k.a. Brooklyn, <laughs> a.k.a. Lauren. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You have unbelievable eyebrows. <laughs> Let me just start there. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate th- it. Yeah. Lauren, think- it's it's Natasha Moshe and our friend Todd Berry, also from New York City. Mm-hmm. Well, Hello. Li- residing in New York City. Hello. I like your lamp, by the way. Thank you. It's from Ikea. Uh, oh, wow, wow, that's a wow. wow Jesus, that, wow, way to drop the. Okay, I didn't realize we were talking to uh, the aristocracy. Uh, <laughs> um, Lauren, have you noticed that I complimented you? Todd complimented you, and Natasha. Let is, the men speak, because I always let the men speak, and then when they're done, <laughs> I try to drop my wisdom. Well, what do you have to say? What do you like about Lauren? I think that I didn't. I wouldn't have noticed the lamp because it works so well with the tableau. I think she's got, you know, that sculpture actually looks like it's a higher art. You've got, and, you know, she's mixing it with IKEA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really nice job. You've Is got, that a painting or a whiteboard? I can't tell. Um, they're actually um, like meltdown posters, and Moshe is actually on one. Oh, oh, oh! oh a, we have a comedy fan among oh us. Very, all right, very cool. Um, and you have the RBG doily. You've got everything going for you right oh, now. Oh, you know what? I have I have three meltdown posters. I'm trying to figure out how to frame. But now that I see you with the four, I'm going to find the fourth and do what you did. I like so this. So that's an inspiration. All right, Lauren. We've done our analysis of you. You seem cool. You've got a Victorian doily on and full sleeve tattoos. You're definitely a person with some secrets <laughs> and some edge to you. Uh, but you like a classic vibe as well. How can we help? I do. So uh, my fiance and I are getting married next year and we are paying for the wedding ourselves and we're starting to put together the wedding list now, uh, the guest list. And I'm torn because there's some people in my immediate family that I very much don't like. Mm. And I don't want to a spend the money to have them there and B, I don't want to like look out and see these trash people Mm. on that day. So, So I'm wondering, do I not invite them and make room for people who I love and actually want to be there. Do I suck it up and invite them and see, like deal with that drama afterwards? I say, if you strongly, if they're like slightly annoying, you can invite them. But if you strongly dislike them, which it seems the way, the way it is, then it's your wedding. And why taint it with people you don't want there? Todd, what is it that she said that made you think she strongly dislikes them? I mean, was it when she called them trash people or was it something (laughs) else? (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, it is your party. And yeah. you even if even if it's a small wedding, you're putting so much into it. And like, in my opinion, the most important thing to throwing a party is the guest list. Mm. Second is music or food, maybe food. Yeah, then food music. before music. Okay, then food, then music. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think that people who who are coming yeah, they're and they're going to put you in a bad mood, but you know, it might be good then to keep the wedding quote small. Unless you think is there going to be some drama if you don't invite them? Like that's going to make it not worth it? Well, my mom is very supportive, but it's like my immediate family, so it would be a huge <laughs> it would be my aunt is the one who I don't like. Your so aunt? I would be inviting my aunt. So I'd invite my uncle and my cousins. But Wait, like not her husband? <laughs> you can't her husband oh, that, and yeah. children? That's the... Uh, no, <laughs> Lauren. Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren, no. That's called that's called a fantasy. Yeah. Wow, that's, um, that would be impressive if you did that. <laughs> Why do you dislike this aunt so much? So it's my aunt and then also my mom. Like, same side of the family. I hate my cousin, so I would like mm-hmm. theoretically invite my aunt and uncle, but not my cousin. Oh, so you have so, another set of aunt and uncles <laughs> where you want to invite the parents, but not the child. And in another yeah. in another family unit, you want to invite the husband, not the wife, but then their children. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. How how many people are you inviting to this wedding? Like 120. Okay. Also, imagine like the mail or them getting ready. Like, how are you going to shield the invitation from like one member of this family? I know. I think you you should not do anything because of guilt. But you also, I think inviting one member of a couple is is a little (laughs) more. might cause some more problems. I mean, I would admire you if you did that and applaud you. Well, what's funny about it is when you invite someone to a wedding, there's an automatic assumption of a plus one that they're allowed to bring a date. So it'd be funny to invite your uncle and then say specifically you are not allowed to bring a date. Yeah, plus you should say your your uncle's name plus anyone else but your wife. <laughs> plus one other than Auntie Peg. Now, I mean, I have to say I did not. I have seven aunts and uncles and I didn't invite any of them. That's to my okay. Or my cousins. It's okay to not I, have I invited kept, them. I kept it small, but I still invited 100 people, but I still invited like my favorite cousin. But you and would- I still invited I don't know. But you wouldn't have invited... Did you invite your favorite cousin and not his siblings or her siblings? Don't you guys want to know why they, they don't like their aunt? I definitely okay, do. Okay, sorry. I'm just letting you know they don't really talk to me either, so maybe <laughs> now I'm realizing why. Yeah, what's wrong with Aunt Peg? She She's very hateful. There was There's a lot of like family history, but basically my uncle owed my mom a lot of money, and she was a single mom. She had just bought a house. Uh, my mom is a single mom. And then my aunt, her, yeah, I won't say her name, but uh, Peg. she called my mom, Peg. She called my mom on Christmas and was like, stop harassing my husband. He doesn't owe you anything. Stop mooching off him. Like she called us Christmas morning and did that. He's also disabled and she like would have the kids imitate him and like make fun of him. <laughs> Their father, like she's awful. She sounds like a card. I don't know. I'm kind of coming across as a pretty cool lady. I would now forbid you from inviting this person. I'm I'm warming up to her. I like this whole impression stuff. Do her kids like her? Uh, one of them does. One of them does not. I have a general question to my married friends here. Isn't there sort of an an assumption that there's going to be people at your wedding who you're not? thrilled with or is it is that possible to weed all that out well you know like for example my brother not my brother who lives here but my older brother he lives in illinois and i told him he couldn't drink if he came to my wedding so he decided to not come okay so i kind of made that because i i know how it ends and that's not i was throwing a party and yeah um a question maybe you could do what natasha's suggesting remember she said to her brother no drinking that's the problem maybe you could say no impersonating people with severe disabilities (laughs) no that would be passive aggressive what (laughs) is it pretty direct (laughs) all right what i i have two questions first of all um how what's the worst thing you think she would do at your wedding is she vindictive or is this a punishment of yours yeah, no, I I would do it like very intentionally as a fuck you to be uh, like, I don't want you. Okay, there. this I is think simple. Just, like, I have another. I have another idea. I don't know. This it might be too late for this. Is to do a super scale down wedding where you invite ten people. Yeah, that's a possibility. She already is inviting one hundred and twenty people. I know. I guess you already have that. Natasha, you have it. So my second part is. <clears throat> 
How? Wait. So you do think she would do something crazy or vindictive? No. It's just it would make she, you no, happy to Lauren is her. Lauren is vindictive <laughs> yeah. and right. wants to be vindictive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How important is it for the people surrounding her to come to your wedding? Honestly, not super important. I like my cousin from that nuclear family. But and I think maybe you could just send your cousin a little email and just be like, you Keep know, just so you her. know. No. Oh, I was gonna go the other way. I was gonna say just so you know this wedding like you know, I'm not inviting blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, it's kind of like, just like friends. It's in New York. And my husband and I are just kind of doing, I don't know. That sounds blah. bad. Well, you, you're saying write her an email, go, write the cousin an email. Let, go, let her know just she's so not you getting know, invited. Oh, you can write an email to tell them they haven't been invited? I don't think so. <laughs> no? This is very simple to me. You have a choice. She doesn't really want, they're not that close. You have a choice. You can either have your cousin and your uncle at your wedding with your aunt that you hate or you can't have the family at your wedding. This is like yeah. th- this is very simple. I, c- and if you don't invite them, that's the end of your relationship with that with that family altogether. They they won't forgive you cuz they'll know that it was a fuck you. So you just have to choose. Do you want them out of your life altogether, all three of them, or do you want to just like unfortunately look out on your special day and see one face that you don't like? Do you think that you could have this wedding, she arrives with your and you just kind of Give her the bare minimum. Hello, how's it going, Aunt? And then never talk to her the entire night and have a good wedding. I could definitely not talk to her. Um, <laughs> you got those skills. Sure. Okay, well, how about this? How does your mom feel? Because it sounds like your mom's the one who she's been really rude to, and you're kind of like, does, has your mom forgiven her for calling Christmas morning and telling her to back off? Uh, no, my mom has never forgiven her but my mom she is very supportive and she said like it's your wedding do whatever you want like don't take anything that I say into account so she's fine if I do want to kind of like blow it up and like give it a huge middle finger I think this is simple I think Does your you- mom talk to her no, nobody wants this. this yeah. the, the, don't invite the whole family. I think it just should, seems so simple. Don't invite that because your mom. This is a big day for your mom. Her daughter's getting married and then yeah. she's going to have this like, you know, and then and then if and then if one of your cousins ever says anything about it, you can say we were, you know, we really did try to keep it on the small side and just do friends. Because yeah. if I invited some cousins, I had to invite all cousins and it was beyond our budget. And, and, and that's they, only if they ask. And then that person says, but you did invite all the other cousins. Well, maybe don't invite all the other cousins. Question. Did your uncle ever pay your mom back? No. Never? Don't invite the uncle Never. either. Why is Aunt Peg the main villain here? <laughs> this disabled guy is taking your money and running. That's true. I think you don't How much money anyone. are we talking about? Like a lot of money? You don't have to say the amount. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, go ahead and say the amount. <laughs> <laughs> I need that amount. Many tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, my God. Yeah. You don't invite the uncle or you say you invite the family. Here's what you do. I got it. You invite the family, but then you make a special invitation that you, 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 you print it out and you That's say an invoice. And yeah, it's an invoice. Exactly. On your registry. So you're invited to the wedding only if you on my registry pay the exact amount that your uncle owes your mom. No, you don't invite the family. Like In this case, you can invite the cousin because you don't care about saying fuck you to the aunt and uncle. Invite the cousin if you want, but don't. This is so. Don't have them there. Why would you have them there? They owe your family tens of thousands of dollars. I think it's all about whether your tolerance. Like if it's like, hey, they're there. I'll be whatever. I'm not gonna let them ruin my night. But if you feel like, oh, that will actually really severely affect my night, then don't invite them. It's your wedding. It clearly will because she's having fantasies. She and her mom are having fantasies of being at the wedding, telling this woman off, which is like. Come on. What you got to evolve past that. What is the path of least resistance? The least drama is to just never send the invitation in the first place. I think I, I hate to agree with Moshe, but I think he's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do hate to agree with him. Oh, well. <laughs> Me too, Todd. <laughs> yeah, wow. Does that no, I, think you, I think you should take the chance. I think he's right because it's like it might feel weird not to invite the two people you like in the family. But I think, you know, that's the price they pay for being associated with this person who's going to bum you out. Yeah, I totally agree. Yep. Honestly, the price they pay is ten thousand tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, it's just like it seems or, so obvious. Or just invite the cousin. Yep. I think I think you could do that. You, you have like the, right- the cousin, right? Yeah. Okay. I think invite the cousin because you don't want to cheat that person yep. out of your wedding. And then I'm with it. I always feel bad for people who don't get along with their siblings. Who doesn't get along with their siblings? Her mom and her sister hate each other. Well, that's not her sister, right? That's some interloper. Oh, good. Okay, good. But honestly, 
she seems like a jerk, but your uncle seems like a jerk too. He owes all this money. I mean, that's yeah. not cool. Invite the cousin. Okay. I think we've solved your problem. I think this is obvious. Thank you. So are you going to invite the cousin only? Probably. Because I feel like on one, just to put a button on this, is that I feel like if you're that, your behavior is that bad, you should sort of expect to not be invited to certain things. Uh, absolutely. Although people like that, they don't ne- think they're never wrong. get the right. lesson you think that they're And then they it gives them get. another chance to be shitty. Like, why didn't you didn't even invite me to your wedding? Yeah. Well, well you, you know that old, that old, um, uh, scene in, in a Bronx tale where the guy owes uh, the young dude $20 and Chaz Palmieri, he's like, I'm going to go fuck him up. And Chaz Palmieri pulls him aside and says, how much does that guy owe you? $20. And then they go, uh, do you like the guy? Says Chaz to the young guy. And he goes, no, I hate the guy. And Chaz goes, listen, you just spent, tw- uh, just cost you $20 to get that guy out of your life forever. That's a good deal, if you ask me. And in your case, you don't like the aunt, you don't like the uncle, and it only costs you tens of thousands of dollars to get him out of your life forever. So it yeah. seems like a bargain. Um, Are you going to tell him it's not Chaz Palmieri? Yeah, I, I was going to correct. What you. is it? Palmentary. Palmentary. But you know what? The point still remains. The point was a little ruined He's by just getting such an the obscure, name wrong. It, well, yeah, it was just funny. <laughs> it kind of took the it took the edge of, the point off the point for me. <laughs> well, Lauren, good luck and try to take the high road. I know it's hard. But I think your wedding deserves it and make it about your husband. Yeah, don't feel guilty about, about doing the wedding you want to have. I just had, yeah, I just had, based on what both of you are saying, I just had the realiz- the moral realization of this whole call is you don't want to make a petty, like, resentment, like, insult, you know, dig on your family to be even, or, or the lack thereof, to be a part of your wedding. Your wedding should be all about your exciting new journey with your husband. You don't want And like, starting a new family that doesn't have resentments against each other. Right. So Can I uh, ask what kind of food you're serving at your wedding? That's a great question, Todd. I'm glad <laughs> I'm you really asked. I'm really curious. Uh, well, we're getting married in a hotel in Greenpoint, and they are doing all the catering there. So like New American, probably. Okay. Do you like New American food, Todd? I do. I I'm str- I'm very much into small plates in New America. Are you going to get the salmon or the chicken at her <laughs> wedding? Salmon and chicken. Yeah, can can the three of us come to your wedding? Oh, that's a great idea. I'll get question. the salmon. The would that be cool? Salmon. Sure. We would pay tens of thousands of dollars to come to your wedding. <laughs> Perfect. March 23rd next year. March 24th next year. We expect an invitation. And is it possible that I could get a plus one because I have a friend that wanted to come? And do you have a rate for the hotel in case we need a place to stay? <laughs> do you want to know? Did you do a block of? You get a block of rooms. There's a block. Yeah, oh, yeah. Amazing. I'll send you the info. Todd actually has a house in Manhattan, but he would like to stay at the hotel just to see what it's like. I'll cover it. Don't worry. Here's a question for you before you go. Can I get a plus one? Because I have a friend that wants to come along with me. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's my aunt. Do they it's allow dogs aunt. at the hotel? It's not your aunt. Because we a, are going to be traveling with three dogs. <laughs> it's a famous. It's a famous actor. Do you want to know who it is? Chaz Palmieri. Chaz Palmieri. My my good. The famous famous Chaz Palmieri. All right, Lauren. Well, good luck. Bye, Lauren. And I think That's we good. really helped Thank you. Yeah, we. So. I know I helped you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh, All right, that was good. That, that was, was a good. tough one, though, huh? Well, yeah. once we got the information that it was like she wanted to invite one person in a family, that's but, not cool. But whenever there's like this guilt of like, oh, I, um, I feel bad not inviting them. The whole, that's a rough thing to wrestle with guilt and weddings shouldn't go uh, go together it's all about you it's all about you yeah. having the greatest experience possible is guilt ever useful i don't think personally i don't think guilt is a useful emotion i think it's worthless hey tosh yeah mosh remember when i had that idea for a uh, mellower weed that would help you quit smoking how could i forget you mention it once every six months well the people at Dadgrass, they had that idea and they actually started a business We've all been too high when we smoke, but Dadgrass is smokable hemp. It's totally legal in all 50 states, and it's like a mellower situation. You can smoke weed without the weed out of your brain feeling. Yeah, just, you know, that feeling of being like too high, I cannot deal. And also with today's weed, it can be very hard to figure out like how much to take. So Dadgrass makes it easy. They're reviving the pleasure of the casual smoke with 100% organic hemp. So you can just chill out without the stress or thinking that the world is going to end. Speaking of a lack of stress, you can take it on any flight because they are TSA approved. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash honeymoon. 
Let's do some secrets and get out of here. So how does this work? People just confess to something? We just yeah. It's just audio. We okay. have a secrets hotline. People okay. call in. They give us their deep, dark secrets, and then we just roast them. Oh, okay. Do they know they're going to be roasted, or is this yeah. like a blind, yeah. so unfair attack? Yeah, it's an unfair attack. <laughs> we know oh, what we do then is I'm we, in. We do ads in like Reader's Digest and say a supportive place to leave your secrets, and then we put them on our podcast and just fucking rip them to shreds. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. I have a secret for you guys. Um, so I just got home from work, and I work at a strip club. There you go. And um, this has never happened to me before, but tonight I was giving this guy a lap dance, and, like, for some reason, the way I was grinding on him was really turning me on. And eventually, about halfway through the lap dance, I realized I was about to orgasm and I just like really kept grinding on him, but he kind of ruined it. He like kept talking and <laughs> was kind of stopped me to um, talk to me. So he completely ruined my orgasm, which has never happened to me ever giving a lap dance and I've been doing it for a while. So I knew I couldn't make it until I got home, so I went in the private bathroom that's in the back and rubbed one out in the strip club because he ruined the lap dance for me. This is really embarrassing. Love the podcast. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> oh man, I just can imagine like her just trying to keep rubbing on him. I think I think this is an example of had he known, <laughs> he might have been quiet. <laughs> I think the last thing you're, unless you're like a real, like, oh, I bet she's really going to have an orgasm with her. Fucking. Well, I got to say to me, this is so weird because I know for a fact that every time I've ever gotten a lap dance at a strip club, the stripper has had to go into the bathroom and masturbate. Weird. Yeah. Isn't that odd? Because I'm always almost bringing them to orgasm. <laughs> See, I bet Todd is also like you, Moshe, in the sense, Todd, let me let me peg you for this. You don't like strip clubs. I don't like strip clubs. Neither does Moshe. I don't love them. I feel, I just feel like I'm, I feel like. I shouldn't be there. I don't even feel like I shouldn't be there. I feel like if I'm going to be this close to a naked woman, I would like to have sex with them, not yeah. just sit there and go and oh, I admire them. I, but I, I also don't like them because it's so awkward because they the the strippers get so unbelievably turned on when they're around me. This just <laughs> happens to me all the time. I really related to this woman. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you supposed to do with a lap dance? It's such a sit weird there. like. Be- like king like it's like are you supposed to pretend like you're a king i wonder what he was i'm curious what he was talking about i know i know it's so funny probably talking about his car and his houses he was like trying to be cool is the idea that the the girl grinds on you and you get like a boner but then you can't do anything with it i truly don't know what the point of a lap dance is i've never understood it it feels so awkward you want a girl grinding on you i don't want that I mean, I do want that. Maybe but he not was talking to his friend. Maybe they were just like at the na- like how two girls will go to the nail salon and get you know a pedicure together. They're I, getting like a. It's just it's always been an odd experience. Have you had a lap dance, Todd? I don't know if I don't had want one. to talk about it. You don't have to talk about it. <laughs> but it's a it's bizarre. You're not supposed to touch them. So it's this, oh, you can't even like yeah. It's this weird. Um, thing where it's like okay you see the naked lady on stage do you want to make this more sexual yeah come in this room pay a lot more money it'll be more sexual how sexual not d- not much more sexual like it's just a little bit more <laughs> They're sexual. touching you they can touch your knees and stuff yeah and then they like do a weird dance and then they leave it's all very bizarre and then they're asking you questions because they're trying to also maintain the illusion that it's like you know, you guys are like friendly, but not actually hooking up, you know? So women are, or men are probably going in and jerking off. I don't know. You can't jerk off. No, like in the bathrooms. It could well, be. Well, there's that attendant, so. You're, you're not supposed Yeah, there's a guy oh. giving you breath mints. He's called an anti-cum guy. And he's there to make sure no one's coming. Okay, let's hear another one. All right. I can tell Todd's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, this will be less sexual, probably. Hi. Um... Already. A couple years ago, I lived in Australia as a nanny for a family. And while I was there, I went on a first date, and we decided to go to um, a basketball court near where I was staying so I can show off my hoop skills. Anyways, we went at night, and about a half an hour through the date, a group came out onto the court and mugged us. <laughs> they took our wallet, keys our phone and um, 
they were throwing rocks at me and attempting to pull my hair, but thankfully we were able to get away before anything further progressed. I told this to my friends and family, and they always tell me how brave and inspiring I am to have gone through that, but a detail I always seem to leave out is that the group that mugged us, they were three or four teenage girls. The hair pulling should have given it away because that's a classic move among women. I mean, that is so funny. It was her and a, a grown woman and an adult male and three teenage girls, and they allowed themselves to get mugged. What, what would be like the heroic part of that? Just getting being a mugging victim. What's well, if heroic? it was three like dangerous, big oh. dangerous criminals, like wow, you big made dudes. it. That's right. so away. scary, and you made it through that traumatic event. Right, right, wow, right. What, what an amazing thing! But it actually sounds like it was like three small cats that came and were like meow meow, and then they just <laughs> gave up the goods. I mean, p- hair pulling can hurt. Yeah, but you don't let a teenage girl pull your hair. You you can fight back. I think is the idea, right? I mean, imagine being the guy on that date and trying to get you a second date. You feel like date. three girls couldn't couldn't um, beat you up. Three three like ratchet teenage I girls. Would, I, I what I will say is, and maybe this is. I hope this doesn't sound misogynistic, but if I was with a woman on a date and three teenage girls tried to mug me, I would attempt to not allow them to mug me. I definitely wouldn't be like, oh my god, here's my wallet. I would. Att- I think I would attempt to. What stop if a girl the had a switchblade? A switchblade. She like, has a knife. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would probably uh, break her elbow, take the switchblade, put it in her jugular vein, and run off with my date, and make oh love in God. the blood of my enemies. <laughs> what would you do, Todd? I'll tell you what I don't do is fight them. What would you do? Would Most you? Would. I'd probably hand it over. Hand over whatever they want. What if they were less the preteens? They're ten. Ten-year-olds. <laughs> Three ten-year-olds. <laughs> then I would. Uh, I tell him, hey, why don't why don't I just keep on? I hold on to my money. We'll go get you some bubble tea. Or <laughs> I don't know. Why I said bubble tea. They're like, three Asian ten year olds, <laughs> and you get them some let's bubble go get tea. Some, uh, let's go get some candy and uh, some. Uh, I feel like I would maybe shove or punch in the face a ten year old boy if he was doing that. A ten year old now it's a ten year old girl. I don't know if I could punch a girl in the face. You would punch a ten year old boy in the face, but yeah. not a girl. That doesn't even make sense. Uh, well, that's just where I draw the line. Okay, I like it. Um, if he was trying to like strangle me or something, I mean, look, it obviously would depend. If a girl was trying to strangle me, I'd s- listen. I'm sure these were three intimidating teenagers. I'm sure they were not like innocent looking like twee teenagers. Okay, but that is funny. All right, one more secret. Let's hear one more. Yeah. Hi. Um. So my secret is. Oh my fucking family arguing in the background. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, I have a very uh, close neighbor who is raising a bunch of kids on her own. Um, she's African-American. I am white, live in Los Angeles. Um, what I like to do is go to the racist uppity sides of towns, closer to Beverly Hills, downtown, some, some areas, and I go to the grocery stores, fill up my tote bag with whatever I want, and I walk out. No questions asked because their racist as fuck mentality allows me to do so. And then I give my neighbor half the stuff that I get. And I feel like it's my way of getting back at racism and uh, systematic <laughs> bullshit. So never told anybody that. I've been doing Don't. It for four years. Never got caught. Yeah. So, yeah. I believe he actually does it oh you think this is a full-on lie i don't know I maybe just, he did I it don't once feel like, yeah i don't feel like this is something every week I just he just the- waltzes into the supermarkets well, and well what is this assumption that when he gets to a rich neighborhood he's like dismantling systemic oppression right, exactly because of the unbearable racism of the bel-air neighborhood it's like okay why does why is he getting away with stealing he, he thinks he's getting away with stealing because he's white and, and, and that might be true that they don't look at him shoplifting because he's white and in a fancy neighborhood. And he takes the food and then he gives it to his neighbor. It sounds to me like what he's doing is justifying his uh, shoplifting addiction. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure he's dismantling systemic oppression. If you really want to dismantle it too, just give them all the food. I think that's yeah, just... That's or right. just give them money or something. Right. Or, give give them about $25 like, a week. There's, yeah, if they... 
if you give them yeah $20 worth of groceries you could just give them $20. Yeah, how about this? If they're this? taking your groceries for free, they'll take your money for free. How about this? $20 to the family next door, $20 to the NAACP. I believe that will do more to dismantle systemic oppression. And don't tell people that. Yeah, no longer uh, uh keep this a secret forever. Um Natasha. Yes. I think it's time for us to say goodbye. Well, let's hear where Todd's going to be. Todd, where are you going to be coming up? Uh, March 26th, Natasha and I's eyes. The birthday of Natasha and I. We have the same birthday. Wait, you're doing a show on your birthday? In Chicago, On our birthday? I should do a show on my birthday in Chicago. I'm from there. That happened to be where they offered. um, That's where they offered. And I just said, I'll just do it. It's something to do on my birthday. Could you honor Natasha's birthday on your show? Could you mention (laughs) something about it? We had a birthday show last year. You should have invited me. I would have opened for you. No, you're too big to open for me. I could not agree more. It would be awkward. I mean, no, people would be I chanting her name. I only want to do 20 name. minutes. <laughs> so you'll be in Chicago. Where at? Oh, a place called The Den. The Den Which in I Chicago. Which I hear is very nice. I've seen pictures. I've performed awesome. there. It's an awesome place. Then, Go uh, check out Todd if you're watching this. And I have Get a European tickets. tour in May, if you guys have a European. Uh, we don't. Not even one. <laughs> not one European listener. Where are you going? I'm going to, let's see if I can remember, Paris, Antwerp, Rotterdam, Amsterdam, Oh, shit. Oh, Hamburg and then Lisbon. Amazing. And yeah. can these dates be found on your Instagram? They can. The Lisbon date hasn't been added yet, but that's uh, May 24th. I want to do a comedy show in Portugal. Sounds amazing. It sounds I, fucking amazing. You're welcome to be on my show. Oh, I am Oh, I could open for you, but Natasha's no, too I'd big? Ma- I would make a, <laughs> that was really disrespectful. I would make a three-person a three show. Ooh, that's a second. should do that. That sounds like so much fun. Oh, God. All right, Todd Berry, one of the great comedians. You should definitely go check him out in Chicago or in Europe to all of our European listeners. Check him out on Instagram. Todd, you're the best. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. And Natasha. You guys are the best. Love you. Love you, too. 